Welcome to Entrepreneur's Podcast. We have topics covering all aspects of your life, physical, mental, emotional, intellectual, taking yoga off the map and actually giving you the real picture of how genuine yoga lifestyle, the scientific lifestyle, tools and habits can revolutionize your life, transform your life. Hi there, Badrasain here. Another topic uh, for today, podcast for the week. Today I wanted to address and sort of talk about what actually is yoga lifestyle? What, what do we really mean? Why, why would it interest us to understand the yoga lifestyle? Well, I suppose that begins with making the connection that how we're living, what kind of daily habits, pursuits, things we're doing all the time from a day-to-day basis will determine what we can understand, what we can comprehend, and will give us a, a a certain qualitative experience of the world. I have given this example before, but it's good to repeat. You know, when you're intoxicated or inebriated, um, how much can you truly understand your surroundings, where you are, or anything beyond your own experience? Especially when you're drunk, you're very much caught up with yourself. And yes, you interact with things around you or agitated. You know, sometimes people who are drunk get angry at people or but their, but their sphere of vision is blurred, even in terms of their immediate surroundings. And everyone can see that, who's sober and standing around someone who's drunk. So try to consider that the lifestyle today, and what I'm experiencing through my um, traditional business and what I do, um, I'm meeting a lot of people who are, you could say, under kind of an influence, and that influence can be stress, um, insecurity, anxiety. I mean, these things are now <laughs> so prolific. You know, people say, "Well, we're just more informed now." I, I don't think so. You know, yes, things, these things have been around, but I think I always say, at the end of the day, if we're living such an advanced life, technological life, that we are the peak of the evolution of human civilization, why is it we're all suffering so much and what I term surviving? You know, if we look at the lifestyle of the average family, they're surviving day to day, week to week, month to month, just trying to cope not only with their job insecurities, paying the bills, mortgages, now we have the insecurity around global issues, the implications of COVID, we've got governmental lockdowns and restrictions, some claiming this is going into a kind of you know, communist lockdown. I'm not here to discuss those things in particular, but we can see that the lifestyle everyone is is surviving. So this is kind of like if you're if you've got that kind of chemistry in your body, you've got that kind of psychology going on. You, 
how much can, how much can you comprehend of what's really going on? For one, you don't even have the time to contemplate deeper things. You don't have time to contemplate the dip, deeper issues of our lives, to question and make connections between our lifestyle and the quality of our life, or to say of the purpose of our life, which, which we'll get into later. But So lifestyle, um, we can see, and maybe, maybe it's more tangible, we can certainly see that the lifestyle that everyone wants to imitate and copy, which is most of the world now, and China and, and even second, third world countries all aspire to live like, a, like in the Western world in terms of being a consumer of so many um, consumables, to have the lifestyles that we have here. Yet we see such a massive backlash from nature. Look at the environment, our air pollution, water pollution, our agriculture, what it's doing to the planet. This is a direct effect of the lifestyle that people are aspiring for because like someone who's drunk, they don't want they, they don't want to give up drinking. <laughs> it's their fun. It's the whole point of life is to enjoy and get drunk and be in that kind of consciousness. So we, we, we are we are creatures of conditioning. Whether we like it or not, we're conditioned from birth through primary and secondary socialization. Everything about us is shaped and inculcated and put into us through our education systems and media, no matter how independent we feel, we are a very conditioned. And we're conditioned to a certain type of lifestyle. And that certain lifestyle, as we're reiterating again and again, will determine how much we can understand of our what is really going on on the deepest core inward and the deepest core outward. Because you see, if you're stressed about everything on the outward, of course, how you, and it's so noisy, how can you have peace and actually connect inwardly? So this is really, really important, that the lifestyle. So this is, so how do we, how are we experiencing everything is through our consciousness. Our awareness is directly affected by the lifestyle that we lead. So if the drunkard or the consumer person of the modern age changes the way they live, changes their habits, begins to take control of their senses and mind, because you can't, you, <laughs> you have to understand that sense control is the essential element, which means discipline in controlling the urges of your, what you eat, your tongue, your, your belly, your genitals, Everything, these senses are always pushing on us and, and our mind is always making so many demands. So if we can't discipline ourselves, have some sense control, just like the drunkard, if he can't hold back his habits, if he can't resist the urges and the habits that are pushing through his physiology and psychology, what is the question of recovery and living a healthy, fulfilling life? So you can say, if you can make the link, try, you can, we can actually say that we're drunk on consumerism. <laughs> we're actually, our senses are intoxicated all the time. Why? Because we're always drinking and hanging out in the bars. Meaning, 
Our senses are always hanging out in the world of advertising, movies, environments that stimulate and suck our senses into into uh, into enjoying those things without any control restriction. But of course, we make, we don't think of it that way. But we've been bombarded twenty four seven. The sound vibrations are a kind of a Alexia. If we if we're constantly in those environments, especially through the the screen, the computer, the one eyed guru, through that world experience, through the internet, you know, through seeing sexual things and illicit things, and people having intoxication, you see the mind enjoys also subtly. So when we watch people enjoying and doing things on movies and things, it's another way of the senses becoming intoxicated. And then you wonder why people, they come home from work, they come home from the situation, they put on Netflix, watch movies, rather than actually learning to just be peaceful and, and listen to some sound vibration, some content that will allow them to rein their senses in, calm the mind, start directing their life in a new way. These are what these habits are about in entrepreneurs. Through the community that I want to build, that me and my wife want to build, and through the courses that we run and the resources we give, we want to help people start producing habits that start taking the weaning off the alcohol, so to speak. Start allowing the body and mind and consciousness to detox. Detoxing our consciousness. This is the topic. I think this is what I'm going to label this podcast. We we don't understand how addicted we are. I mean, I was speaking to uh, some men yesterday. We are in a group meeting with some men. Some of those men had some problems around controlling themselves, particularly um, in, in domestically. And it, the person was saying, I'm trying to control my anger. So what I do is, is I go and sometimes go to my grandfather's and I play Call of Duty. This is a computer game with guns and blowing up. And he said, I played it for 12 hours. So I was sitting there and thinking, you're trying to control your anger, yet you spent 12 hours in your mind shooting people <laughs> and blowing people up, just agitating your mind and senses. How is that going to assist you if you do that quantity and regularity of that, that particular activity? Couldn't there have been better things you could have been doing to work on yourself? To find other input and things to consume that would actually assist you to where you really want to get in terms of the quality of your life. So there's another, that's an example, you know, where the consciousness is. Well, on one hand, we see the consciousness and our habits becoming destructive or or not working for us, and then we take shelter of activities that distract us but don't in don't actually clean the consciousness we just absorb ourselves in something else yes this is maybe we can see that in our lives we're absorbed in a relationship doesn't work out i'm not having anything to do with relationships i'll get absorbed in work <laughs> i'll get absorbed in making money or i'll get absorbed in movies or i'll get absorbed in drinking and drugs or whatever so what we need to do is to have habits 
to get to the root of the problem, which is reconnecting to our essence, our real self. And that's what consciousness is the indicator. We are we have a a true essence, a non-material self described in Sanskrit as the Atma. The unit of spiritual consciousness inside becomes lost, kind of blurry to us because of so much absorption in the mind and senses, which have a place, by the way. The yogi's not a doesn't do nothing with the senses. We do positive things with the senses, but we don't indulge in things that are going to compromise our real connection to our real self and the source of ourself. Mm. Sounds really horrible, doesn't it? A life of sense control. Sounds horrible. Sounds almost kind of communistic or something. (laughs) But no, it's again, you know, if you can... The analogy that is so beautiful and is described in the Prime Yoga text um, on the front cover of the most famous book, which is called Bhagavad Gita, you have the chariot with the four horses and connected to the horses are the reins. So picture it, the four horses, the horses are reined. You have a driver who's holding the reins and then you have the passenger who's sitting in the back of the chariot. So use it as an analogy. So the chariot is your body. That's the vehicle which you're moving around this world, which has, and the four horses or the five horses represent the senses that are always running out. See, the body itself, the arm and things like that, they don't do anything. What makes the arm move is the senses. Oh, I want to eat something, so you have to move your legs. The eyes want to see something. The ears want to hear something, smell. So you have these senses that want to run out and grab things, touch things, feel things. That's natural. And the reins represent the mind. So all the ideas come into your mind. So the the reins kind of direct the horse. Let's go over here. Let's tip the tongue over here. Let's go and eat here. Let's go. So the mind is always conjuring up kind of hallucinations about, if I go here, this, because the mind thinks and then feels. So you think about something. Oh, I want an ice cream. You imagine the ice cream. Oh, that will taste good. And then you command the senses and the chariot. Let's go. Let's go and get the, the ice cream. Now, who is the driver? Now, this is really, really fundamental. If you can grasp this, you'll make a lot of progress in your life. Who's the driver? Well, that's Yogeshwara in the chariot on the front of the Bhagavad Gita. That's the master of the yoga system, Yogeshwara. And he represents spiritual intelligence. Meaning our intelligence should be directing the range, you see. We shouldn't allow the mind, the range, just to send the chariot here, there, and everywhere. That's what most people's lives are like. They can't distinguish what is what is really going on because we're drunk through a, a consumeristic world or a lack of control in our lives through a, running out into this world, pursuing things. But the intelligence is meant to rein, grab the reins of the mind and bring the senses under control and, and, and control those senses. And therefore, the passenger in the back, you, the Atma, you, the person who's on this journey, you can have a peaceful ride. But what's happened today is that intelligence, although it's been applied to technology and things, if we look around us, we're intelligently destroying everything. 
you think about it. We're just intelligently destroying everything. But actually, we've lost our intelligence, meaning the intelligence is lost under the mind. The reins have been dropped. We all do really do a lot of silly things. We can see humans are doing silly things individually. When we do things that are silly based on what we thought and felt, and then we regret, and then the intelligence comes in. Why did I do that? See, the intelligence is different from the mind. And that's the purpose of a lifestyle for fortifying that intelligence to look at the reins of the mind, to take the reins of the mind, and direct your senses for a peaceful and fulfilling life with a purpose. Yeah, we won't get into the purpose yet, but how important a purpose is. So, yoga lifestyle is a sane, intelligent lifestyle that looks at the reality of our situation and allows us to become expert drivers of all the elements that's within our experience. We want to become expert drivers safe drivers who know how to drive the chariot, take the reins, direct the senses in the chariot in the right direction, and head the chariot with intelligence towards a higher purpose and goal for the purpose of being successful in life. So we can be happy with the journey and the outcome of that journey. So entrepreneurs and what we're trying to convey and teach is how important habits, lifestyle is very important. And we cover things that are practical for helping to control the mind. So of course we do meditation, we do man particularly mantra meditation, we control our tongue, what we eat, how we eat. All these small things uh, will affect the quality of our consciousness. consciousness just like a yogi. Now, you may not be following the, you know, a full yoga practice, but you can take up the practice as much as you want and get the results as much as you want. But like for myself, you know, I haven't drunk alcohol for 20 years and I haven't felt the need to because we're not, we're not controlling just to grit our teeth by actually being patient, applying the lifestyle and the sense control which I've done a lot of talks recently on sex. If you wait, not like the impatient consumerists, where's the results? Where's the results? Why am I just gritting my teeth and restricting myself in terms of drinking and sex and all these kinds of things and eating? Um, if you wait, you'll start to experience that control. And from feeling more in control, you feel more peace and you feel a higher pleasure. Mainly because once you have control, you start connecting and feeling complete, and you can start feeling more in line with your true values, qualities, and your essence. Not just theoretically. You will feel it. You'll experience it. So this is, um, this, this is why we are stressing that we these habits and restrictions are very important. And these may, and by the way, it's gradual, you, and you can experiment. We have regulation around how we sleep, and I will be aligning a lot of these habits, and you'll see how they line up with actual successful entrepreneurs. You know, 
uh, successful people rising early. Like one that I teach straight away. If you can go to bed at the same time, get the minimum sleep that you need, and uh, rise at the same time every day, get your six to eight hours max, you'll find your life goes smoothly even on the weekend. So these are very, very important habits, which I'll go into more detail um, as we go uh, into more podcasts. So lifestyle for detoxifying, sobering up, cleaning our consciousness, um, rising our consciousness to a pure level. We don't want to be drunk. or, Of course, when we see addicts and drunks, we can see, whew, that's just, you can see in their eyes and their experience, they're in another world. But just because we are maybe not doing drugs and drink, maybe we haven't fully cleansed ourselves completely. Maybe if I if I keep cleaning to a higher degree of higher lifestyle, I can actually see and experience even higher levels of happiness and fulfillment and actually understand things beyond the range of my senses. Now this is this is where things get interesting. Think of relationships. Imagine if you could start having a relationship with someone that goes beyond physicality and biology, which fades so quickly over time. In my sex courses and talks, we know once you've been together three, four years, physicality, sex, and psychology, these become less important and don't become so, um, yeah, <laughs> fulfilling for the relationship. You have to go to a deeper level. You have to put your heart. This is this consciousness means connecting and purifying the heart so that you can have deeper, more fulfilling relationships beyond physicality and biology. That's why you see so many people, if they're drunk on bodies and minds, after a while, they don't evolve their consciousness, they're still drunk on physicality and biology, and they soon now just split and, and find another one, thinking they're going to get the same, a better result. Initially, maybe they do, but then you'll end up back at the same place again. So, so this is why it's important to sober up. Just changing the bottle you drink from, and changing the type of liquor you have, may be exciting in the beginning, but it's not going to fulfill you. Not you have a higher purpose, higher goal to, to achieve in your life and higher power. So the theme today has been about the idea of contemplating how my consciousness can shift to another level. I can actually, I can clean it. I can make it even go beyond what, I, what the range of my senses are showing me by a particular lifestyle. And this is the scientific yoga lifestyle for changing and experiencing higher consciousness. And also, you probably, if you've thought a little bit, we can also make our consciousness more dirty. <laughs> it goes two ways, cleaning and dirtying. So we can see today that people are very bewildered and finding a lot of stress and anxiety because their, con their intelligence, meaning when the consciousness is dirty, the intelligence gets lost. I'm not talking about academic intelligence. The mind starts to reign supreme. The chariot's out of control. 
the reins have been dropped and the senses are running out. There's no intelligence to pull that mind, those reins up. And that's probably how a lot of people are experiencing life. And they're looking just to get a bit of peace, a bit of mindfulness here and there. But you have to go more, much deeper. So I hope this has been interesting. And I hope you'll continue to listen to our podcasts and connect to our Facebook page and our resources because we truly want to help people this, um, to <clears throat> get their sights back on their real goal and potential. And the consumeristic world right now is just so much sent, um, stimulation, particularly sensual, sexual, you know, and, and, and by the way, it's lust or sens- sexual energy is also has a close relationship to violence and killing. That's why so many movies are all blood and killing. There's a, there's a kind of enjoyment in this. But we're not going to find peace if we just absorb ourselves on these lower levels. There are higher levels to do. And I want you to know, importantly as I end, the lifestyle of the yogi is very simple. It's very straightforward. The hard part is, again, changing habits. So we'll have resources and things available and a community available for helping you control those senses and start to make progress and sharing your progress and experiences on this path. So until the next time, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll uh, look forward to touching base with you soon. So if you want to leave some comments and things you found interesting, questions you have, that would be really appreciated. So until the next time, have a great week. Mm-hmm.